Hey everybody, welcome to Voices from the Frontline. This is your host, Derek Mann, your national movement building show. We're on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, and streaming live on the web at kpfk.org. You can also find the show as a podcast, if you want to hear it a second time, by going to voicesfromthefrontlines.com and you can download it in SoundCloud. I would love comments at eric at voicesfromthefrontlines.com. So today, as Joe Biden stops his war with China for a minute to have a war with Russia, it's hard to understand how to find a revolutionary edge to our work. We seek a lot of it through art and music. Since Ernesto Arce has come on, and doing the South Central Third World News. He and I have also been expanding the music segment, which we call the Revolutionary Symphony. Today, we decided to do an all-music show along with South Central Third World News. So uh, he and I picked eight songs that we like a lot. Uh, my first four are You Masakela and the Hezole Sounds, with the song Languta, Celia Cruz, the Fania All-Stars, and Johnny Pacheco, the famous Kimbara, Mississippi Goddamn by Nina Simone, and Pirate Jenny by Nina Simone. In case you didn't know by now, I like Nina Simone a lot, and we like Yuma Sakila. And then Ernesto's going to do Al Cambo, Turn Me Loose, Gil Scott Heron, Home is Where the Hatred is, a great song. Solidarity by Black Uhuru, and again, our mutual friend, Yuma Sakela, Send Me. So there'll be eight songs, and let me start by talking about Yuma Sakela and the Hetzelay Sounds Languta. I wish I knew what Languta meant, and I wish I understood better. If I had more time, I should have researched it. But what I do know is, God, when I just got out of prison, so I was in Cambridge and or the 71, 72, I was working for the Boston Real Paper in Boston After Dark, and I tried my chops as a music critic, which totally failed. But they sent me to this Yuma Sakela and the Hetzelay Sounds concert, and I was just completely blown away. First of all, as you'll see, Yuma Sakela just being one of the most brilliant trumpet players, flugelhorn, everything else, so there was this group from Ghana called Hezole Sounds. I was just in awe. And even if I didn't write the most professional music review, I think the review said, they're wonderful, they're wonderful, they're terrific, they're wonderful. So let's hear Yumasakela and the Hezole Sounds. Sorte, 
Now, Celia Cruz, the Fania All-Stars, and Johnny Pacheco, I could talk about that for a real long time. The Blue Album with Celia Cruz and Johnny Pacheco was one of my favorite, favorite salsa uh, albums of all time. I got it when it first came out. I knew Celia Cruz, and I got to know Johnny Pacheco. They're both on the cover. And the lead song, which is one of my all-time favorites, called Kimara. And there's, like all the great artists, 75 versions of it. Uh, I also can play the kungas a little bit, and I do play to this song and keep the beat. But the particular song, and several of them are doing are in live versions, is taking place in the Zaire in 1974. It's complicated because this is the rumble in the jungle where Muhammad Ali is about to defeat George Foreman. And the government of Mobutu, which is a complete military fascist dictatorship who took over after the killing of Patrice Lumumba by the Belgians and by the United States, was putting on a show for the whole world. So there's contradictions here where Muhammad Ali, who's a great anti-imperialist, nonetheless is coming to Africa. It's an amazing experience. I think in the film, When We Were Kings, there's a whole lot about it. If you see the video eventually, it's at a large stadium with Celia Cruz, the Fania All-Stars, led by Johnny Pacheco, who's just jumping all over the place, leading the orchestra, singing with Celia Cruz. It's an amazing experience. I watch it on YouTube, but listen to it on Voices from the Frontlines, Kimbara.
Mississippi Guy Down by Nina Simone. Nina Simone was one of the most angry, brilliant, revolutionary, and philosophical black women, obviously one of the greatest artists of all time. I don't think people understand how fully political she was. Her relationship with Lorraine Hansberry was so critical, to, who was a black communist. And Nina Simone was very pro-communist in her own orientation. And they influenced each other. She brought a level of focused rage that no other artist I know did at her time. If you look at the film, Summer of Soul, they have amazing footage of the Staples Singers and Mahalia Jackson, one of the, as they say, unreal moments on film. They say the fifth dimension. But when Nina Simone comes in and she's at the end of the film, so if Amir Questlove Thompson consciously knew what he was doing, which I think he did, she becomes the punchline of the film. And she looks to the audience and says, are you ready to kill for the revolution? Now, that's an important philosophy. It's not rhetorical. Nina Simone believed we have to kill for the revolution because they're killing us. Armed self-defense means not just having a gun so they don't shoot you, but if they shoot at you, you shoot back and you shoot to kill. So then she moves to the song Mississippi Goddamn, another song that just cuts the edge beyond any song that anybody knows because Mississippi, the whole South was so racist. But as we grew up, Emmett Till was killed in Mississippi, then Edgar Evers was killed in Mississippi, then Mickey Schwerner, Andy Goodman, and James Cheney were killed in Mississippi. Of all the reactionary Southern states, Mississippi held the award for the most fascist, the most feudal, the most white supremacist state. So to sing the song, Mississippi Goddamn, is really great, but she's singing it right after Dr. King dies, is assassinated. As you listen to her, she's saying that she rejects nonviolence, she re rejects gradualism, as did King, and she calls again to believe in the role of armed self-defense. So listen carefully, which is why we're happy to uh, work with Ernesto to get these concert recordings, because you're listening to the artist often improvising and saying great things. So we move to Mississippi Goddamn. You love. And of course, a couple of years ago, four little girls were killed in Alabama. And at that time, we got the inspiration to do this song. But Dr. King's murder has left me so numb, I don't know where I'm at, really. And of course, you heard this song that was composed by Gene Taylor, especially for today. But I hope that be 
between now and the end of the year, it'll all be together enough that we will have songs that go down in history for these wonderful, brave people who are no longer with us. Alabama's got me so upset Tennessee made me lose my rest Everybody knows about Mississippi God damn Alabama's got me so upset Lurleen Wallace has made me lose my rest Everybody knows about Mississippi God damn Can't you see it? I know you can feel it all in the air I can't stand the pressure much longer Somebody say a prayer Alabama has got me so upset And Memphis has made me lose my rest Everybody knows about Mississippi God Hound dogs on my trail Little school children sitting in jail Black cat cross my path I think every day's gonna be my last Lord have mercy on this land of mine We all gonna get it in due time Cause I don't belong here I don't belong there I've even stopped believing in prayer about do I've been there so I know you keep on saying go slow well that's just the trouble washing the windows picking the cotton nothing but rotten too damn lazy thinking's crazy Try to do my very best Stand up, be counted with all the rest Cause everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn Now you heard him He's one of you If you have been moved at all And you know my songs at all For God's sakes, join me Don't sit back there the time is too late now. Good God. You know, the king is dead. The king of love is dead. I ain't about to be non-violent, honey. Oh, oh. oh no. Picket lines, school boycotts. They try to say it's a communist plot. But all I want is equality for my sister, my brother, my people, and me. And I loved him because he believed it. 
He lived by it. But you lied to me all the years. You told me to wash and clean my ears and talk real fine just like a lady and you stopped calling my mama and Sadie. Hear me now. But my country is full of lies. We all gonna die and die like flies. I don't trust nobody anymore. Keep on saying go slow. That's just the trouble. No. Desegregation. No. Mass participation. No. Unification. No. Do things gradually. No. to me just give me my equality cause everybody knows about Mississippi everybody knows about Alabama everybody knows about for my last choice once again, I go to Nina Simone. If you thought Mississippi Goddamn was tough, you have to listen to Pirate Jenny. Now, I heard Pirate Jenny the first time I heard it. I don't know why I thought Nina Simone wrote it, because I said, am I really hallucinating? This is about a black maid who's part of the Black Liberation Movement with a ship called the Black Freighter coming in to kill the white people. And it turns out she's the head of the Black Liberation Movement. Well, to my surprise, that was not the original derivation of the song. It comes from the Three Penny Opera with Kurt Weill, and the lyrics were by Bertolt Brecht. But this song has been used in so many different ways about a, an oppressed woman each time uh, wishing death on her oppressor. But as good as it is, it's not the same as imagining a black maid in a hotel being the head of a black revolution on the black freighter. I would argue, don't listen to the others, just listen to Pirate Jenny as Nina Simone interprets it. And if it doesn't terrify you and I'm on her side, then you got more courage than I do. But Nina, you know I would have been there with you. You people can watch while I'm scrubbing these floors and I'm scrubbing the floors while you're gawking. Maybe once you tip me and it makes you feel swell in this crummy southern town, in this crummy old hotel, but you'll never guess to who you're talking. You couldn't ever guess to who you're talking. Then one night, there's a scream in the night, and you wonder, who could that have been? 
And you see me kind of grinning while I'm scrubbing. And you say, what she got to grin? I'll tell you, there's a ship, the black freighter with a skull on its masthead will be coming in. Say, hey gal, finish them floors, get upstairs. What's wrong with you? Earn your keep here. You toss me your tips and look out to the ships. But I'm counting your heads as I'm making the beds. Cause there's nobody gonna sleep here tonight. Nobody's gonna sleep here, honey. Nobody. up around and you see me kind of staring out the window and you say what she got to stare at now I'll tell you there's a ship the black freighter turns around shooting guns from her bow now you gentlemen can wipe off that smile off your face because every building in town is a flat one this whole freaking place will be down to the ground only this cheap hotel standing up safe and sound and you yell why do they spare that one yes that's what you say why do they spare that one? All the night through, through the noise and to-do, you wonder who is that person that lives up there? And you see me stepping out in the morning, looking nice with a ribbon in my And the ship, the black freighter, runs a flag up its masthead and a cheer rings the air. Still at the dock, you can 
listening to Voices from the Front Lines on KPFK 90.7 FM Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, and online at kpfk.org. Our website is voicesfromthefrontlines.com. And this is Ernesto Arce with Voices from the Front Lines. And it's not easy to go toe-to-toe with Eric Mann, a veteran of the movement who knows a whole lot about music, and especially music in the movement. But I'm going to go ahead and try. I'm a big reggae fan, as most people would know. And my first track is Al Campbell, Turn Me Loose. It's a Jamaican parable about breaking the chains that tie people in poverty and injustice. Turn me 
these chains from all my feet I want to rock to the blues This next song is also well known to people in the movement. It's from Gil Scott Heron and it's Home is Where the Hatred Is. And I think we all know this classic track about how inner city U.S. might be home to us, but it's not really a home. Thank you. 
The next track is Solidarity by Black Uhuru, one of my favorite songs of all time, and it's another 80s reggae hit that drove home the point that we're all in this together and that we're all after the very same things in life. Uhuru means freedom in Swahili, and this Jamaican trio was bolstered by Puma Jones. She's an African-American former Black Panther who taught the group about what was going on in this country. The kind of electro-pop backbone is provided by the infamous Sly and Robbie. Robbie Shakespeare just passed away a couple weeks ago, so this is an important memorial for him. What's the matter, people? Solidarity. Solidarity. Solidarity, oh yeah, solidarity. 
And the last track I want to choose is Hugh Masakela, Send Me. It's an incredible anthem in a traditional South African township protest style. I want to be there when the people win the battle against poverty. I want to lend a hand. Send me, says Hugh. Send me too. I want to be there when the people start to turn it around. When they triumph over poverty. I want to be there when the people win the battle against AIDS. I want to lend a hand. I want to be there for the alcoholic. I want to be there for the drug addict. I want to be there for the victims of violence and abuse. I want to lend a hand.
With the South Central Third World News, I'm Ernesto Arce with voices from the front lines and news from South Central to the Global South. Humanitarian groups in the U.S. successfully delivered 15,000 pounds of powdered milk for pediatric hospitals in Cuba last week in defiance of a brutal embargo against the island. The donation arrived at the Jose Marti International Airport in Havana from organizations and Cuban groups based in the U.S., including the People's Forum, the Bridges of Love or Puentes de Amor initiative, and Code Pink. Manolo de los Santos of the People's Forum said donations were made by people across the U.S., including Cuban-Americans. We are here to oppose President Biden's maintenance of these sanctions. It's ridiculous that we even have to do these donations of milk and other primary needs of the Cuban people. We need these sanctions to be removed, not just to relieve the Cuban people, but also to allow the people of the United States to have access to so much of what Cuba has to offer. The impact of the COVID-19 pandemic and related supply chain disruptions has put pressure on the flow of vital supplies into Cuba. The People's Forum also stressed the negative impact of U.S. sanctions on Cuba, which it says discourage international suppliers from doing business with the island nation. The blockade prevents necessary supplies such as medicine, healthcare products, and basic food and nutrients from getting to the island. The embargo is a manipulative political tool that deprived Cubans of basic necessities because the island's government chose a socialist structuring of its economy over a capitalist one. Twitter users took to the social media platform to denounce Wells Fargo Bank's new Martin Luther King Jr. initiative to, quote, spread Dr. King's positive message of love and acceptance, unquote, across the communities it serves. The bank called it a national day of service to bring about equality and progress for all communities. Twitter user Jordan Uhl posted a reminder that just a couple of years ago, Wells Fargo was accused by numerous civil rights organizations of preying on black and brown borrowers and communities during a mortgage lending fiasco. Yesenia Guitron is a former Wells Fargo branch manager from Central California and the whistleblower in the federal case against the bank. She was assigned to all of the Spanish-speaking customers. That's the single thing that angered me the most because these are, these are my people. Anybody that would have a Spanish name or, you know, they looked Hispanic, they were targeted. These people were all targeted. Um, most Mexican people that live here that come and work like in the vineyard, um, that's what we do around here. Um, they don't have a higher education. People don't trust banks in Mexico. And they don't even speak the language. So if they had a problem, sometimes they're just like, oh, it's okay. I'll just close my account and leave. So no one wanted to report it. Guitron says black clients were also the targets of management-approved bank scams and frauds. In one case, an elderly woman with a large savings account was bilked for $20,000. So when this customer gets her special statement, she, re she realizes I'm missing $20,000. And she's on panic mode. And she can't drive. And her kids, her two kids, have to come from out of town to bring her to the bank so that we can investigate what happened. Right. After Wells Fargo posted the MLK Day of Service tweet, a group of Twitter users lashed out at the bank, accusing it of a long history of mistreating black and brown clients, including the subprime mortgage disaster of 2010. 
A preliminary CIA report concluded that a global campaign by a foreign power was not the cause of a mysterious illness known as Havana Syndrome that's afflicted American and Canadian diplomats around the world. These diplomats had complained of dizziness and fatigue after visiting Cuba in 2016, which led to both diagnosed and undiagnosed brain injuries. The cases are now considered a combination of undetected illnesses and psychosomatics, the medical term meaning someone just thinks beyond reason that they're actually sick. A CIA official said that most of the 1,000 cases reported to the government could be explained by medical conditions or environmental and technical factors, including things like previously undiagnosed illnesses and the fact that many of the reports were made out of an abundance of caution. Still, President Joe Biden approved an additional $30 million in the latest military budget earmarked specifically for so-called victims of the Havana Syndrome. It came with an additional promise that the U.S. would find whoever was responsible and punish them. It sounds like more U.S. government hysteria, which has historically blamed rival governments in China, Vietnam, Soviet Union, Iran, North Korea, of attempted biological and high-tech warfare on U.S. government personnel. The African nation of Burkina Faso is celebrating the legacy of Thomas Sankara, leader of the revolutionary government that was overthrown in 1987. Sankara is being commemorated despite the postponement of a truth and reconciliation judicial process to find out who was responsible for his assassination in a case that started in October of last year and was staunchly criticized by opposition groups. Now, news outlets from around the world are marking what they call the resurgence of his revolutionary politics. Think Africa Press published an editorial recently stating that thousands of little Sankaras have come of age. A popular Burkina Bay rapper, Smoky, quoted Sankara that a mobilized and determined youth that remembers Sankara is not afraid of anything, not even an atomic bomb. And after years of fear and silence around his death, the AFP wrote that the time is right for the youth to pick up his legacy. Young Burkina Bays listen to Sankara's speeches on discs, watch videos about him on the internet, and are using his history as a weapon in their struggle today. Despite state efforts to suppress Sankara's memory over the past three decades, the people have rediscovered the revolutionary patron saint who brought pride and dignity to Burkina Faso. This symbolic figure might be precisely what Burkina Bays need to face the political challenges ahead, knowing full well, as Sankara stated at the UN General Assembly in October of 1984, that ultimately, freedom can only be won through struggle. With the South Central Third World News segment of Voices from the Front Lines, I'm Ernesto Arce. Now back to Eric Mann and Channing Martinez in the studio. Now, you've heard our eight songs. You just heard Ernesto Arce's excellent South Central Third World News with stories about Wells Fargo, with stories about the CIA nonsensical concept of Cuba syndrome. The only Cuba syndrome they have problem with is Cuba and um, other great stories. So I hope you like our experiment, making voices today primarily a music show because all the people that we brought on are revolutionary musicians, except for Celia Cruz, who was, I hate to say it, an opponent of Fidel Castro, I had to say that. So you know how much I love Celia Cruz to be willing to still love her under those circumstances, because she still brings Afro-Cuban music to the world and Fidel Castro won anyway. 
So with that, thanks so much for listening to Voices from the Frontlines. This is Eric Mann working with Ernesto Arce. We'll see you next Tuesday at 3. Thanks to KPFK, 90.7 FM, Los Angeles. Please check us out at VoicesFromTheFrontlines.com. Check out the podcast and send me an email at Eric at Voices from the Frontlines. It never gets old. All power to the people. Too many now.